Welcome to podcast 2187. Enjoy the show. And don't forget to submit your blaster for inspection. So something that we used to do a lot on this show, right before we get into it, uh, we used to do a bunch, and on other shows too, kind of just recommendations for various movies, shows, music, things that we were coming across that we liked and enjoyed. So this is completely random, but I just came across some a, a song today that I kind of obsessed the rest of my day, so I just have to get it out there. Um, I don't. I'm assuming you're familiar with it. You know the Sting song from the '90s, "If I Ever Lose My Faith in You," right? Yeah. Okay. So I I saw this just came out a few weeks ago. Um, but Disturbed did a cover of that song, and it's like it's been like the obsession of half of my day. So I just have to put that out there. Is for like if you think that sounds remotely interesting to you, you should totally go to YouTube and look it up because. Again, it was just fascinating to me. So, all right. Tim, I, I told you we're running a lean half hour today. I was, <laughs> you know, I, I'm just getting off of work, literally driving home like the old days where uh, I used to like, you know. Baseball parts. Is record? Yeah, remotely. And, and you want to talk Sting song. Thanks. That's a great introduction. You know why? Because it's talking about Disturbed. You know who else is Disturbed at this point in her life? Ahsoka Tano. She's disturbed what she's had to put up with. And she's a little bit more serene now because of it. She's seen things. She's not the girl we used to know anymore. I mean, she is. She still is. But she's changed a little bit. She's more savvy. More aware of the world around her. Do you see what I did? Seriously. (laughs) So, yeah. I mean, as you did mention, we are going to try to keep it pretty tight here. Uh, So... And also, I may be cutting in and out, so uh, Tim's going to do his best to keep the show going. Okay. Well, yes, we'll do that. Um, this is undoubtedly the – is that a word? Undoubtedly? Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. Yeah, it's undoubtedly. Yeah, I don't know why I said that. Anyway. Um, like library, li- library. Yeah, I guess. Um, so this is most definitely the most anticipated – I would say the most anticipated episode of The Mandalorian other than the series premiere, I think. Um, You had the attention of so many people, especially the hype of so many Star Wars fans for this episode. Of course, we know it's called The Jedi. It is Ahsoka Tano's first live-action appearance in anything, which is absolutely massive for so many reasons. And to be honest, we could dive into many things about this episode and, and have many discussions that we're going to very condense or just skip for now. Um, because there's a lot of information to take from this that didn't even relate to Ahsoka, and then there's a lot that did. So there's so much here and so much awesomeness. Overall, I thought it was absolutely fantastic episode. Uh, what did you think? I haven't talked to you about it, of course. Go or goo. <laughs> but as a whole episode, go. like, did you think it was great? Did you think it was on par That's all with I- best? Uh, I thought the episode was fine. I thought that, uh, I mean, you know, I, I thought Carl Weathers did a more, I, I'm not sure what, I, I, it, it's weird because it's not one of my favorite episodes. I don't yeah. hate it in any way whatsoever. It was just very, uh, very methodical. I didn't think the directing was as, was all that good. I get what he was trying to go for though. Yeah. So, I mean, I, but the point is not the point of this episode is not the directing, right? If you, if you were like looking, go, I'm gonna get the best directed episode from Dave Filoni. Like, uh, no, that's not what this episode is about. This episode's about Ahsoka, and it's about well, 
after the fact, but it's about little baby Gorgu. Is that is Gorgu, be- right? Yeah, well, I was, yeah, uh, but I was going to say before I forget, too, I meant to mention, we, it's my understanding that we do know that the season finale is going to be directed by Robert Rodriguez, um, which we knew he would be doing an episode, but it appears that that one is going to be the finale for this season. Fine with me. Um, so, yeah, just as you mentioned, that's, of course, one major takeaway, which is that Baby Yoda, the child, whatever you called him previously, we now have a name for him as revealed by Ahsoka, um, which is Grogu, G-R-O-G-U. Good lord. Is that a good name, do you think? I've been saying it wrong. No, you're probably right. Yeah, but like I said, do you think it's a good name? Uh, With all these names, it'll take a while to grow on me. I mean, look, it's uh, face value, it's weird. It's supposed to be. It's a Star Wars name. Yoda is a weird name. You know, like Star Wars is made of weird names for the most part. So, like you said, I think with anything new and kind of major, it's going to take some level of adjustment uh, or some period of time. Even uh, Rosario Dawson's appearance and Ahsoka Tano's physical appearance in live action, it looked really good, but it's still going to take a little bit of time to adjust to it because we have a decade, over a decade at this point of Ahsoka that we're used to. And so here we have a completely different uh, representation of her. So again, it's going to take some time. It looked fantastic, I thought, uh, but it's it's going to take some time. I remember initially like uh, when they said, oh, the villain's name... It's Kylo Ren. I was like, huh? <laughs> Kylo Ren. I, okay, I guess. I mean, right. And and now it's like it's Kylo Ren. Right. So yeah, yeah it it'll it'll grow on me. Get it? <laughs> I get it. Grow? All right. Uh, uh, grow on you, Grogu. Yes. Yeah. Grogu. Okay. So, all but, right, so uh, again, there there are many, many, many things. That's that not even the important be... part of him. Is that he was at the Jedi Temple? He was trained there? Yeah, but but he's got... He's so... He's such a sad character now. I mean, yeah. He, he's he's not a clone that we know of. Right. Why is he at the Jedi Temple on Coruscant? You know, who spirited him away? And now he's been scared and he's been trying to hide, so, so he's uh, not letting people see his powers? Yeah. You know, he's been hiding his Force powers. Yeah. It kind of makes you think of uh, a baby version of kind of what Obi-Wan's been doing on Tatooine, but longer. Well, sure, but, but, but also you've got a situation to where this is, what's even, this is what's even more sad, in my opinion, is that with everybody else, he's not been able to take care of himself at all. Right. So... So it's been how many years? Yeah, you wonder who was watching him before we pick you up with him in the Mandalorian. Right. So so how old so he's he was born the same year as Anakin, right? Uh something I mean they say he's fifty, so something like that. Well then how old was Anakin when he died? I don't know. <laughs> it's okay, so either way, either way, he's been uh he's I been can, floating around can try for to a good twenty math. years. 25 years he's been in hiding around 25 years passed from person to person god knows what you know he's experimented on right so i think his his story is uh, a lot more in depth than what you think tragic it is. Tra- yeah, yeah tragic for sure yeah sure. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I totally agree with that. And, uh, and, here, it, it and here's felt... the other... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was saying it felt natural to have the story revealed by a, an actual Jedi, too. I thought that was a good way to introduce that. Because apparently, John Favreau has known a lot of this information, including Grogu as the name, since season one. Uh, and he just didn't know how to fit it in. And they decided that through a Jedi like Ahsoka in season two would be the appropriate time. Well, since we're, since we're also talking about generally the introduction of Grogu and whatnot, um, so this planet that they're on is pretty much mined to heck, right? Yeah. It, its resources are tapped. And yet, when they wake up in the morning, that little section that they're in is beautiful and lush. Yep. And they don't reference it at all. And I, and I can't, I, I have to go back and watch to see if it was burnt and, and, and dead before they get there. But there's there's a, there's a concept art at the very end of the episode that uh -huh. shows uh, Grogu making plants grow. It's one of the episode, you know, it's one of the concept art that closes out the show. Yeah. So my question is, did he make it grow? Did it's Grogu? Well, I mean, he's obviously a healer. We know that. Well, well, the thing is, Dave Filoni gave an interview with I think Vanity Fair today, and in there he alluded to the presence of life in the plants uh, being a reflection of Ahsoka and her presence. Oh, okay. Well. So, but but like I mean, the concept art's there. So I mean, it could lean both ways. True. Yeah, the concept art is there. Um. So, but yeah, like I said, there are are numerous things that we could be getting to with all this. So I want to try to dive through as much of it as we can and just things I've noticed and, and things that we liked and all that. Um, sure. First off, one of the, one of the major things to take away too uh, is of course the, the name drop reveal of this episode at, toward the end being Grand Admiral Thrawn. Uh, I've seen people thinking that that means he's going to be in season three. He's going to like Gideon will eventually have his path done and then Thrawn will take over as the bad guy for the, the series. I've seen people say that that's another backdoor pilot to a Rebel sequel or a live-action Ahsoka Thrawn sequel or something else. Um, I, I think it's way too early to try to figure that out because literally all we know is that she said his name, and that's it. <laughs> we don't even know exactly the timeline that this happened before or after the Rebels epilogue, apparently. So, again, we don't know yet. We'll see. But... Uh, of course, that's a big deal, and I do want to just say right now, if, if he is going to be cast live action, I would love to see it be Lars Mikkelsen, because I think he can, like Katie Sackhoff, I think he, he can do the character live action and keep the voice. I have no problem with that. Plus, it'd be kind of cool to have Galen Urso's brother <laughs> be Thrawn. Um, it's true. So, All right, so there's that. Another thing, uh, Ahsoka made reference at the end to Grogu going to the ancient temple and trying to see if it... If, Another Jedi could feel his presence through the Force and come searching for him. Who could that be? Like, at this point, as she said, there are limited Jedi left. So just thinking about the different theories and ideas that are out there, of course, the first thought everyone had was Luke, of course. Uh, you could also have Cal from Fallen Order as an option. Uh, what else? Um, a student that Luke's training, perhaps. I've seen some people, I think this is kind of wishful thinking, but so is getting Ahsoka live action, so you never know. Um, some people have suggested Mace Windu as an option. He'd be kind of old at this point, but not impossible. I Why mean, not, not impossible. Why not Snoke? 
I mean, that is possible. <laughs> yeah. I know he's not a Jedi, but why does it have to be a light side user? I mean, granted, you're going to the Jedi Temple, but... True, because uh, some people were wor worried about Vader or the Emperor or something like that, but um, at this point in the timeline, obviously Vader's already dead, and the Emperor, I don't think, is in a position to have to worry about that yet. But, as you mentioned, I mean, Snoke is a possibility. If, if he's... We don't know his involvement with the last episode with the cloning process, too, but assuming that he is a viable entity at this point, that is possible. Uh, let's see. Who, there was... I'm drawing a blank. There was another option. Uh, who else is alive? I mean, it could be Leia, too, I guess. Um, but who else? It could be Leia. Um, somebody said Ezra. Oh, Ezra. Ezra. Ezra, yeah. That's who I'm forgetting. I think he was the other one mentioned. could be nobody. I, I mean, it could be nobody. It could be a completely new person we've never heard of before. Like, you know, one of Luke's students or something. Oh! Uh, oh, no, he's too young. He would be, like, five or so. I'm like, it would be, it'd be crazy if Ben sentence him but again he'd be like five six something like that i think so probably not uh i don't know i mean we'll think about it some more and i actually this i may just try to see what other theories are out there because it's pretty exciting the idea of another jedi maybe showing up in this series it'd be kind of cool um other things to mention first off the music throughout this episode was so me, music. it was incredibly on point Gorenson's use of Ahsoka's theme, as you mentioned, throughout in various ways, sometimes deconstructed, other times full on, like the final scene. It, incredibly well done. The just a couple notes of Yoda's theme at the mention of Yoda's name. Again, absolutely well done. And certain elements of it sounded like a James Horner Western. It was just so good. A, a highlight of the season so far, for sure, for music. Um,. And I guess that kind of takes me straight to one of the other points I wanted to make, something that I thought was so cool about this episode. What would what would you say, outside of space-related things, are the top two genres of film influence on Star Wars? Well, obviously it's um, outside of space. Right. It's like Notebook uh, Rogers, you know. Yeah, it's uh, Cowboys and Samurais. Right. And what do we have in this episode? Oh, we have a samurai battle, and where it looks like it's an it's it looks like it's in feudal Japan, right? I mean, because look, you've got at the same time happening at the same time, you've got a western in the streets, um, shootout. Like the only thing they were missing was a tumbleweed going by with Mando and uh, I don't remember his name, but the Michael Bean character, right? Correct. That is again like they, I was practically waiting for a saloon to pop up on the side and a tumbleweed. Like that was the epitome of Western shootout. On the other side of the wall, you have a quintessential samurai style sword fight basically going on with water around them in the garden. Like, come on. It was like, it was the essence of inspiration for Star Wars with a wall separating them. And it worked and it was so cool. Yeah, I, I agree. I got a big kick out of that, and then well, and and you saw you saw where uh, what was her name? The a magistrate. You saw where her home planet is, right? Uh, Dathomir, right? Yes, and it's yeah. supposed to be her name is supposed to be something. I don't know. I'm sure they'll yeah. let us know later. So yeah, she could I, be a witch. I don't know. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, she didn't think about that. That would be pretty cool. Um, let me see here. You know, the only thing, here's what, here's what I don't like. Well, I'm not necessarily don't like. 
here's my problem with some of some of Star Wars, and you have to take it. You know, you just kind of have to put believability out of the window sometimes. Right. So when so when um, when uh, Obi Wan and Anakin are fighting the Magna Guards, right, and they're they're able to block their their uh, swords with there's there's no reason why they just can't use the force to levitate them and throw them out of the way right and not have to fight these people at all so when ahsoka fights somebody and and the idea this this idea that best car can deflect lightsaber uh strikes is fantastic because now you really can have a giant battle of mandalorians versus um Gideon, dark saber well, yeah, even or even Jedi's in the past. You know what I mean? They talk about oh, this yeah. big war between Jedi's and Mandalorian. Now you can do that, and it, and it makes sense, right? But watching Ahsoka, you know, obviously it's a, it's a duel of honor, and I understand that. But there's nothing stopping her from just using the force to sweep the lady's legs from out from underneath her. Yeah, there is. It's the dark side. That's not. That's that's how Anakin got to where he got. Was that kind of thinking that tactic, like in the Clone Wars, you know, where he just came up behind that dude and just stabbed him, and he was like, "What?" You know, I it's it's just a the ultimate way to defend yourself would be just to. I'm not saying she does that and then kills the person. I'm just saying to incapacitate them. Yeah, but that's that's still enough. That's not the dark side. Gaining an advantage through using your abilities, not your skill, but your abilities that the other person doesn't have. That's kind of using low the blow. force against. Any non using a force against any non force user would be the dark side then, because you're always using your skill and advantage against a weaker uh, uh, a weaker enemy. But look, if you're fighting a Sith, you both use the force. If you're not fighting a Sith, you just use your fighter warrior abilities, which is sword combat, lightsaber versus Beskar spear. Please. So what? So what did old uh, Jedi do before lightsabers? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm not this, a historian. This is, this I don't is, know. This is a really good conversation for another day. Uh, yeah, because we're running a long time, which is your fault. <laughs> no. But I, I did like the little no. bits of lore like that that they sprinkled in, like, oh, okay, so I can oh, reflect it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was great. Um, let's see what else was there. Uh, personally, one of my favorite parts of the episode actually is getting barely any coverage. And I get because it's a small, very small moment. Uh, but when they're walking, uh, Mandalorian and Ahsoka are walking through the forest at one point, and he says something about with all the droids and all that. Um, he said that's you know too much firepower even for you with your laser swords, right? And she just yes. kind of looks at him and smiles like, "Oh, you child." That's like one of my favorite moments from the entire thing. That's awesome. I love it because she doesn't even have to say anything. It's just a facial expression that she makes, knowing her backstory, said more than anything she could have said. And let's moments talk, like that, that mean a lot. Let's talk about Rosario Dawson for a second. I, I, what'd you think? Uh, you know, I thought she did a good job. I wouldn't say it was absolutely perfect, but I thought she did a good job. And I think with more time, if she's given a chance, I think she can continue to grow into the role. It's also hard because she's playing the character in the new time with the new mind frame that we haven't seen yet either. True, true. And she's also... She's also... We have years and years and hours and hours and arguably the most, the most acting from one actor slash actress in all of Star Wars. Ashley Ashley Eckstein has played 
uh, you know, Ahsoka for what, eight years, nine years of Clone Wars, and then two or three seasons of, uh, you know, so right. I, I, I don't think there's, there's more recordings of any one person playing, playing a character in all of Star Wars than her. So suddenly somebody else coming into it. So you have the double whammy of, okay, I'm seeing her in live action and, you know, now it's a different actress playing her, but uh, I thought she did really well. I thought for the most part, the vocal inflections were, were pretty good of what yeah. an older Ahsoka could be. Yeah, because she had a, a presence to her that felt kind of warm and familiar. I'm but... saying she did more in, in the 30 minutes she's in than three movies that Daisy Ridley was in. Yes, yes. And she doesn't seem as optimistic uh, as she was. I mean, she's basically saying, no, I can't, I can't train... I right. can't train little Grogu because of what uh, happens to the best of us. Right. Are all about not, you know, sending people away. Well, just so you know, you're having some major connection issues, so like, I can't hear most of what you're saying. I'll try to work with it as best I can, uh, but I'm not hearing most of what you're saying. Just so you know. <laughs> I don't know what you say, but it sounds hilarious. Right now. <laughs> Hearing you. you can hear, okay, can you hear me? Are you good now? Okay, you say a sentence and then it takes you like two minutes to get that one sentence out. Super cyborg to me, Roger. Cyborg to Roger. <laughs> oh gosh, that was pretty good. Um, well, I mean, I think it is fair too. Just to I was say, on I, mean, I, agree with I think that's probably the problem. Well, that can't be fine. So maybe I don't know. Um, but no, what you're saying too about her character, I mean, we also, I think it's fair to remember that she is going to be completely traumatized because her basically best friend slash brother who trained her, um, is now the, or became the literal, like Hitler basically of the galaxy. And she had to fight him. And it was just, that's a lot of trauma PTSD that would completely change your perspective on some of these things. So I'm not saying she's permanently set in that mentality, but it makes sense why she would be there right now. Um, and can uh, you. you can. Am I still a robot? Not no, no. You're good now. I, there was this this. I got stuck in this uh, traffic to where I was pretty much by a train track, and I'm like, I, I wonder if that has something to do with it. But who knows? It was hilarious. Seriously, you would say like a word, and it would take like 45 seconds for that one word to finally come out with all the chops and cuts. Whatever. Well, if anyone's listened <laughs> to us long enough, they know that this is what, what we're about. Am I a robot again? Am I a robot again? A little bit. Not as bad as it was before, but a little bit. <laughs> uh, let's see. If there is, I'm trying to remember real quick if there's anything, uh, anything else I was going to Tim, what's up. the name you always have for me on Monday? A synopsis and or a name of the next episode. I know. And I, yeah. I'm going to check again yeah. real quick, but I when I looked earlier today, I didn't have it yet. Uh, let me see. No, so far, I don't see any. I don't see anything. Apparently, Timothy Zahn made a statement, which is interesting. I didn't see that. And he what? Timothy Zahn made some sort of statement about the Thrawn reference in this episode. Um, okay. He basically said, "I have no idea what's happening next." <laughs> so interesting. Um, let's see. I think the uh, one other thing I do want to mention, of course, real quick before we go, is um, of course the news about David Prowse. Uh, yesterday, um, 
he I believe was it yesterday, I believe, or day before recently. Um David Prowse, of course, the actor inside the suit of Darth Vader did pass away at eighty five, I believe it was. I'm not entirely sure. Wait, um, can can we just say time one know. second? Yeah. So the drive in theater is closed and yet someone's in there watching a movie right now because there's something on the screen as they go by and I'm angry. I want to be in there watching the movie. <laughs> Makes sense. Ima- imagine you own the drive-in theater and you're like, we're closed for the season, but I get to watch whatever the hell I want. I mean, yeah. <laughs> That'd be nice. Um, and I, now I want to know what he's watching, but I can't because, you know, obviously I'm recording a podcast and I'm trying to get home. Well, um, let's see. But again, so real quick, from what I'm seeing here, it does. It looks like it, I didn't see this until now. It says that David Prowse's cause of death it says was COVID nineteen. Uh, again, he was eighty five, and I, you know, I know there's a lot of story and people have opinions on him or whatnot. All I can say is that he was actually the first Star Wars person that I got to meet. Um, I was pretty young at the time, um, but I did get to meet him, and my whole family met him, and it was one of the most, if not the most enjoyable experiences I've ever had meeting. And, I, and I've met various celebrities through my life just for various opportunities and things I've gone to. Um, and he's by far one of the nicest, most just like, he seemed to be a genuinely nice guy that I've ever come across. Um, so I don't know what else happened. All I can speak to is my experience with him, which was great. And so um, we're, I think we're basically just having a rest in peace to David Prowse uh, acknowledgement right now. Uh, let's see. So I guess that's all about this for now. I mean, again, there's so much more we can really, we could spend half an episode just trying to dive into who this Jedi is who may end up finding Grogu. <laughs> like just that. Um, I, I know there was a rumor that, uh, George Lucas was involved with John Favreau and trying to come up with a name for Yoda's species. Uh, that was a while back. I don't know if perhaps that was actually this name Grogu, perhaps if he knew about that from season one, John Favreau did perhaps uh, that rumor from before season one was that Lucas helped come up with the name Grogu, perhaps. I don't know. Maybe not. Um, but I did see that that picture where uh, Lucas is holding Grogu on the set. Right. Do you remember that picture? Okay. Um, <laughs> in that, I my slow robot. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Am I a robot? No, you're good. I just didn't hear a response. Okay, so here, so here's, you know that picture of uh, George Lucas with, um, you know, Grogu. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I asked you. <laughs> yeah. The, oh, and yeah, that that was the ep- that was this episode that they filmed. Well, it it may have been. It was um, Rosario Dawson says she was dressed up as Ahsoka just to the side of that shot. She was right there. Um. It's possible that was like a, a costume test. It was possible it was a costume test or something, but it, it was likely the filming. But that reminds me, by the way, real quick, this is important to say before we go. Um, they were people have been asking why her head and tails, her leku, and all that were smaller than we expected. They were more Clone Wars size than Rebel size, which I, of course, I noticed. I, I it didn't ruin anything for me. Although it did seem kind of kind of weird in a way, just because we associate that like her, her look there with teenager and her everything else about her was the oldest we've ever seen her so it kind of felt like subliminally off a little bit but not too much but like it's not bothering me or anything but um i did see where they said the reason that it came out that way is because of all the stunts and the movement and things that they had to do they couldn't really make it much bigger or else it wouldn't have worked with the movement and what they needed so that was pretty much the best of both worlds so i could get it as uh, full as they could while still allowing her to do the flips and things that she did in the show. However, 
a very interesting thing that was said by somebody who works for Lucasfilm on this. He made that, I saw that statement made by somebody else, and then a little bit later, another person said the same thing, but added onto it that they are exploring other options for any future projects to try to help it be a little bigger in the future. What future, you might ask? <laughs> I would ask the same question. This show, another show, something else? Was it a bit slip? Or like a, he didn't mean it to come out that way? I, I don't know, but it's worthy of note. I don't, I don't want her in Mandalorian I mean, I mean, like, I'm happy that we got her as we did. I'm not going to say no if she comes back by any means. I also don't want to get greedy with it either. But, I mean, again, like I said, I'm not going to say no if she comes back. I'll be there. Especially if she gets to share, uh, share a scene with Bo-Katan, Katie Sackhoff. I mean, come on. Yeah, but, but the thing is, is that or, there's no reason to give it. I will be there day one for an Ahsoka live action TV show. However, yeah. right now, and right now this has turned into a guest star of the week. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And the only guest star that actually makes any sort of remote sense to me is Boba Fett. Because, actually, and, and so does Bo-Katan, to be honest. Any Mandalorians do, but you know, going too far off into Jedi and Jedi and all this, you know, it doesn't really make it, it, it starts to lose the show for me. So I would like to see whatever she has going on. Keep it, you know, keep it to her show. Start, start announcing some spinoffs. I mean, good God. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that would. I get what you're saying. I would be good with that. I, I have seen where, I forget where, I, I did a little reading on this stuff today, and I forget where I saw this. But somebody did make the point about how this is really what Star Wars is. It Eventually, things tie together. It's within the universe. That that's. I think it was Dave Filoni, I think, in his interview said something about that and about how like those moments of new stories just occasionally intersecting and crossing with stories we know is part of the process or something like that. Um, so I feel like, like you said, it is kind of like a guest star of the week, which is why we get these weekly posters on Monday of the new characters, or, or I say new, new to this show, um, or just like the character of the week or whatever, like you said. Um, I'm really interested to see what's next, though, because, I mean, we got Frog Lady for one week, so it may be something for the ne next few episodes, maybe nothing particularly of a big deal. But I don't know. We're, we're at a space now. We're at a point now where we are relatively blind for the next three episodes. And I guess we'll see what happens. But I'm thinking slash hoping we get Boba Fett back before the series end, or the season ends. I don't think we're going to get Ahsoka before this season ends. Maybe season three. I'm not sure. We'll see if they do anything with this whole Jedi thing. I mean, we'll see. I don't know. But there is a lot of really good stuff to be still coming down the pike here for us with the show. I'm still as excited for Friday to come as I have been any week. But at the end of the day, I'm very excited and thankful for this episode. It was very surreal to watch it because it was like I was watching it in two different ways at the same time. One way, just watching an episode of The Mandalorian and trying to keep up with the story. And on the other hand, trying to uh, acknowledge what's happening and be like, this is real. This is happening. I'm seeing this live action on screen. It was very surreal to have both those experiences simultaneously. Um, and again, I think it'll settle down either the more we get to watch the episode or the more appearances she has or something like that. We'll see how it goes. But I, it was, I think as a whole, it was highly successful. I think that Dave Filoni and John Favreau are absolute madmen in the best way possible for pulling this off. And uh, I just, it makes me happy. It makes a lot of people happy and I'm here for it. So 
Oh, hey, uh, one other thing that we need to talk about is that uh, Disney digitally removed Gene Guy. Oh, I forgot about that, but I I did see a tweet about that. You're right in last week's episode. Yeah, they removed the the guy who was excellent in an episode. Which, honestly, I was disappointed when I heard that because that that's the kind of thing that makes Star Wars a little different from other things to me. Like every other show or things, they would do that. They they just get rid of it, pretend it was never there. Star Wars, you can actually make a, a character out of him. You could sell action figures of Gene Guy, like, and it would work. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that was kind of a missed opportunity to have some fun there, but that's just me. So anyway, um, again, I think we're good uh, for this week, what we have to cover. Um, I know it was pretty quick and condensed, but hopefully we got to the points, got to the gist of everything that you guys would like to hear us talk about this. Again, there's a lot more in-depth that we could go into any of these th- things. We'll, we'll see what happens with information we get. Uh, hopefully it's all good stuff down the road, but um, we'll see what we get. I don't have any episode title or anything this, for this new uh, episode yet. We just know the Jedi. We don't know what's next, but we'll see. And we'll talk about whatever happens next on our next episode. So thank you, Mark, for being here as always. Hope you guys enjoyed listening. And go rewatch the episode if you haven't yet. It's fun. Editing Tim here. Mark had disconnected, and we I didn't know that. We were unclear what was going on. And then he just reconnected and just kept on talking. So he didn't know I ended the episode. So we're going to pick up with what Mark said, cutting out everything between and just going straight to what he said. Bro, I thought it was a great episode. All things considered, uh, it could have been a... It could have been a nightmare. It could have been a travesty. It could have been absolutely. You know, you get Ahsoka and you get information about uh, about Baby Yoda, Grogu, and it all turned out pretty good. So, I, I think I and think it was much better than it had any right to be. And that's another question: Who took him from the temple? Is it somebody we know? Is it somebody the we best, do we we don't know? The best thing that I saw was. Somebody suggested it was Mace Windu. Saw that. I saw some like, people saying Jocasta knew. Could be, but I like the idea that Mace Windu gets his butt blown out of the window, and he's like, "I, he know he knows who this guy creature is, and he has to save him because he knows what's coming." Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that would be great, and that would also be a really cool way to introduce him potentially. Again, I've seen theories to introduce him to this series, this show. I don't think it's going to happen, but that would be a cool way to do it. Although you think Ahsoka would, I don't know. I mean, you think she would say or hint something about if she knows who, I don't know. Whatever. We'll yeah, see what if happens. Ahsoka, if Ahsoka doesn't even know that, Ahsoka doesn't even know that this guy was there at the temple at the time. So what's the big secret? Again, I I don't know. This, this is one of those things where we got a lot of answers, like the name, but as many answers as we got, we kind of got more questions too, which again, to me, that's the best kind of episode because you feel satisfied by getting answers and you feel intrigued by wanting more answers. So I think it worked really well. It was a good balance. And yep. uh, again, we'll, we'll see what answers we get next time. Yep. Yep. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining our podcast, everybody. As always, we appreciate it. It's, it's a blast for us. And uh, again, we'll see what's happening on our next episode. We'll talk about it. We'll see if any of these answers get, or any of these questions get answered and we'll just go from there. So have a great rest of your week. Enjoy the new episode on Friday and we'll be back afterward to discuss whatever happens in it.